What's up, everybody? It's Sosa, and you're listening to Sosa Podcast. Today, we are here with our guest, who is a content creator, filmmaker, and a rebel, Mr. Andrew Peterson, aka Andrew Pro TV. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. It's awesome to be on your podcast. Thank you for being here, man. I honestly never saw this day coming until I got this podcast started and I was like, hey, that kid's kind of cool. And he's from my hometown. Well, actually, it's our hometown. I can say that now exactly. because we're sitting next to each other. Now you're back in Houston. And I'm that. back in Houston. And it's just kind of cool to be doing this with you because you've done some pretty insane things these last few years that I'm always like, man, when I was in Houston, why didn't I do that? Like, like you make that Houston experience look so much different than what it was for me growing up. And I left and then seeing you be on social media, posting all these really cool clips, um, like videos and pictures. And I'm like, where was that when I was there? I, yeah, I feel like it's all about what you make of where you're at. You could literally be in the shittiest town in America, but have some fire videos and fire content. If you, It's just like about finding what there is in your area and making the most of it. And that's pretty much exactly what I do. But I mean, I also travel, but like, you know, when I'm in Houston, I always, I'm always about trying to make the most of what I have here, you know? Yeah. Can we start off on the craziest thing you've ever done in the, last, in the last few years and how I even found you? I found you through that one video sneaking into something out of all your was it, was it all the, your 21s. Was it the Super Bowl? One. Oh my God. That was, that that's was, what it was. Yes. The that was Super Bowl one. Definitely the biggest one. <laughs> oh my God, dude. I know you've probably talked about this so many times, but like you have no idea. When I saw that Super Bowl video, I was like, damn. He's going to the Super Bowl in Houston because I was I actually had just moved to LA like eight months before that. Oh yeah. So I was like, I moved, I lived, I I moved to LA and I leave Houston. All of a sudden, there's a fucking Super Bowl in my city now. Oh right. What is happening? Why? 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 Oh no, wait. This was two years later. No, wait. This was the same year. Yeah. That you moved to LA? No. Yeah. No. This was 2017, right? Yeah. 2017. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. This was like literally six months into me moving to LA. Right. Yeah. Because I remember talking to you on social media and it's when I first met you in 2017 and you had just moved you had just moved to LA I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly yeah I had just moved to LA I was like a year in um and it was it was surreal at the time obviously because like I imagine when you got to LA the first time you're like oh my god this is pretty insane but dude like since that video was that was that you could say the peak of like what like everything that happened afterwards Wait, the what do you mean the peak of everything that happened afterwards? Like what? you were like inspired to like continue to create content. For oh, after media. after that, yeah, because you yeah, didn't go I, into other crazy things after that, right? I mean, there was that like that wasn't the first like big video I had. Like I don't know if you remember that the clown videos that were going oh around. Oh my god, wait, no, it was the clown video then that I found. Oh yeah, video. probably yeah. I feel like that's where most that people was found. Bigger than the Super that, Bowl no, that was big. That was the biggest video I ever had. But just just purely based on like how many people have actually seen it because it's hard to tell how many views something really has because all these videos get reposted on like every like Twitter and like all these world star accounts and it's like everywhere but that video like literally like every big YouTuber had a reaction to that video oh my god (laughs) you want to know the story behind that wait what dude I remember how okay so you posted this video 
in October 2016. Am I right? Yeah, it was October 2016. Okay, dude. Check this out. So for anyone that doesn't have a recollection of this video, can you please give us a little summary really quick? So because there's so much stuff that's happened since then. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like everyone remembers that time when those videos and that video specifically. So basically it was us driving down this back road in like Richmond, Texas, like right outside Houston. And we had our friend or bit I'll tell you how the video goes first before I explain that part. But there was a clown that's in the road sweeping. And people thought it was like a rake and all this other stuff, but he was sweeping. And then my friend Blake was driving the car. We were all freaking out. And he gets out and hits the, the clown with a plunger and knocks him down. He actually, we actually run him over. Like people think it's, that's, that's like a lie or like it's fake for views or whatever. But no, you like, actually you ran the you, you person can't, over. You can't. You can't t- oh, his, we ran over. It his, was an actor. Okay. Yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I was getting to that. So like, yeah, we ran his foot over or his, both his feet. And, we turned around. I was actually genuinely freaking out because I heard the car hit him and I saw him on the ground from the, the wheel. And then we were like, all right, turn around, go back. Let's see if it's okay. Like that wasn't a part of the video, but I was like, let's just make it into a part of the video. And so we turned back and he was actually okay. And he got, he gets up and he starts running at the car, jumps on the back of the car and starts uh, banging on the window and all that stuff. And then we cut the video there, except in, unless you watch like the second part where it's like, you can see like he scares the people in the backseat even more. He opens the door and they're like literally like crying, freaking the fuck out. And he jumps in and then that's when he takes the mask off. And it's our friend Christian that we had just go out there to scare our friends in the backseat. We told them that we were going off these back roads at 1 a.m. to go look at the stars and take pictures. And they just bought it. And <laughs> I feel like they should have known and better. I mean, they should have known based on like the other, all the stuff that we filmed, but they had no idea. And they were actually genuinely like scared for the, I, I feel kind of bad at the time but they they liked it like they were it was worth it for them they they're not mad about it at all and that was like a social experiment i imagine yeah exactly so it was pretty much just like we saw these clown videos going on on social media and i was like you know how can we make our own version of this so i was like you know what let's at at first we were trying to totally make it into like a skit and have everyone be active we're like you know what if we just prank our friends that have no idea then we'll get genuine reactions that'll be so much better for the video I posted on YouTube and it was like, yeah, we pranked our friends. And then all these accounts started reposting like crazy clown, killer clown caught in Houston. Like it was all over the news in Houston. People were talking about like, like watch your kids, like make sure they don't, don't get. People caught. were scared to be around clowns. E- exactly. Even though I was like, guys, like this, this, that's not a real clown. Like this is, it, that's our friend. This is a prank. But that, but that wasn't until the second part. That wasn't the part that went viral anyway. So Obviously, people are just sticking around for the part that went viral. And people at that time, too, kind of didn't have, like, the kind of interpretations that we have nowadays where we're able to tell when something's genuine or not. Because, exactly. dude, this was four years ago. And you know what? That's how actually how I found you. I honestly forgot. Because I remember during that time, the clown videos were so popular. And actually, I was working at the company that I was working with in L.A., um, Team 10. Right. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. yeah so that's how I found you. And with content for the company, we're actually looking at like content for Halloween. And I think that's how I found you. Like, oh, like, you like, found that video then? I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that's actually like looking back at it, I'm like, oh my god. But actually, I can pull up the DMs right now. Um, for like the, our like the first time we ever DM. Yeah, for the video portion of this. Scroll back a little bit. I, nah. 
I mean, I think I think that um, I think that I can find you. Well, well, yeah, it shouldn't, my, it shouldn't be too hard to find. My internet's actually slow. It's oh no, it's slowing up right now. But oh my god, that's so crazy. Now I'm just, I'm like left with a doubt. But anyways, so after this happens, what like you're like we should make more of these type of videos, but doing crazier things, and then you get into sneaking into a Super Bowl, <laughs> and then like that shit goes crazy too. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, because, I wasn't because obviously there's was there any repercussions to these? I guess. Not necessarily, but I mean, kind of. I'll get into that. But basically, yeah, no, I wasn't trying to like be known as the guy that like of making, course not making like clown videos and like you know we, I could have really milked that and honestly blown up my channel to the point where it's like, uh, but it would be all clown videos and stuff. I don't or like I, I'd be like a horror channel. Like I don't want to do that. I just want to do whatever I feel like doing in the moment. And so that's kind of like that's kind of why my channel kind of doesn't really grow a ton. So because I'm just doing every video is a totally different video is i feel You're like i like different niches yeah time. yeah i mean there's definitely a lot of videos like i've done like multiple sneaking in videos so that's kind of like what i'm known for more in a way on youtube at least but yeah i mean as far as repercussions go like none it, yeah so so basically <laughs> after i posted that super bowl video it was three days later and i remember i woke up the next morning i was up super late because it was like blowing up everywhere so many people were like hitting me up about it like holy shit like is this this you really post this video? Like, is this real? Yeah, exactly. And then the next morning, I opened up my door or I looked at my Ring app on my phone, and uh, the head of I didn't know at the time, but I I just see these four dudes in suits and a tie with like a briefcase, and I'm like, oh fuck, like FBI is here. I'm done. Like I start calling my friends. I'm like, bro. And then I think. It, I, I guess the, I was the first one that came for because I was the one who posted the video that blew up. Zach also posted it, but and I think, Zach Espejo, right? Yeah, Zach Espejo. Yeah. So his filmmaker. Yeah, um, yeah. Mine is the one that mostly, mostly blew up on Twitter. So they were after me trying to get to the bottom of it, and they started going house to house to my neighbors, asking them what, like, how to picture me, like you know this man <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Basically, but it's like, crazy how they ended up in your neighborhood in the first place. Like, yeah, that's so close. You can now. find anyone online if you really put the effort. Like I know people that IP addresses, man. Yeah, I mean it's not even just that. If you have, I had my full name online. It wasn't too hard to find. Like, you go to my website and find. Well, the thing is, is because you had a public domain set up, you have to put it on private. Oh yeah, and you have to pay for it every year, which right. is like. A bitch, literally. Yeah. I mean, if people really want to find me that bad, though. they can find me. But, I mean, good luck. <laughs> no, so you know what happened to me, actually, like, three years ago when I was doing YouTube full-time? Um, it was, like, the peak of it. And all of a sudden, I started getting phone calls and stuff. Oh, yeah? And you know why? Because on my website, I had it set up publicly. Right. So, it had my address from Houston. Oh, yeah. And it had my, um, had my phone number. And I was like, how are you finding this? And Because there's very few people who know how to do it. And they, were, and they were like, you should change this in your website because anyone can look at it. And so it was, it was super, you could put, do like. Because you're required to put the domain, like a contact and your address. But if you, but like it's, but like if you don't put it, it doesn't let you create it and you can make it public or private. And once you make it public, you can't go back and change it to private and pay for private. It's literally $10. But like at the time, $10 sounds like a lot when you're buying like for a website, you know? Exactly, yeah. When yeah. Starting out. That is crazy. And and with these guys, what happened? So pretty much, um, yeah, they ring my doorbell. They come to my house and I start getting phone calls of other, like my neighbors and stuff. They're like, yeah, like why are these people at our house? And long story short, 
I get in contact with them. They start calling me and like, look, we just want to talk. And like, we're not here to get you in any trouble at all. We just want to hear your side of the story of what happened. We're just they, basically they're they like, we're not law enforcement or anything. We're the head of security for the NFL, like the head of security, like the main dude that's like, I don't know. I, I apparently he, well, I don't want to talk about where he lives and stuff. Yeah, but no worries. No worries. Like, um, just because I don't, I don't want him to see this and be like, no are you, why are you going to dox me? But yeah, don't um, dox anyone, please. I don't want yeah, to be known as doxing people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but he was like, long story short, he wanted to meet up with me at a Starbucks. So I remember meeting up with this guy at Starbucks and him like going, pretty much explain the whole thing from the beginning that this man took like 20 pages of notes. Like I'd say one sentence and he'd figure out a whole a way to make a whole paragraph about that one sentence. I'm like, what? Like this man going into so much detail about everything I was talking about. And uh, yeah, long story short, he pretty much just, nothing ended up happening. He went to Zach's house. He went to, or they tried to find my friend Corbin, but Corbin lives in like the middle of nowhere off some like <laughs> long dirt road. Like they weren't finding him, but he got a, he got a call. He lived and he was like, and he was just like, yeah, no, talk to my lawyer. He wasn't, he wasn't having it. Cause he's kind of be on the safe side. I'm like, no, I'll talk about it. Like I know technically like, I so guess you kind of like risked it by talking to this person. I yeah, I I technically did, yeah. but I, but you were like, I can't be any more fucked. Like I already like have this on video. Yeah, I mean the thing was was like technically we didn't. Also, it wasn't. I imagine that's what I'm telling you. I don't think it was your fault either because this is like something that they're supposed to. Have, yeah, no, like, that, that's what I was just about to say. Is like technically, if we fought the case, if there was a case over this, we would be fine because it was. They were the ones that didn't stop us. We walked in, you know. I mean, but you know, we did. You, you know, look we, like did, you we, did, we did exactly. We did push our luck for sure. You know, trying different entrances and trying different people, and we just finally got lucky enough to make it past the one of the entrances. But technically, like, we didn't break anything. We didn't. I mean, there was people that did. That was one thing. They thought that we cut the fence, but there was this other guy that had cut the fence that also snuck in, and we tried his way, but we couldn't. They stopped us, and uh, the good the do the cut the fence he actually I, we had no idea who it was but he saw the video he messaged me on facebook and he was like yeah that was, that me. was me yeah pretty much i'm like all right i could easily throw you under the bus if i wanted to if i if they ever had to come after me for that but no nothing you, ever happened the fact that people do that it's like such like a rewarding thing like hey i did that i know it's not supposed to be done but right yeah there's <laughs> there's definitely a lot of people that that's so crazy though because you would think like they would come against you and again this is just like again like like, but it's like, no, how do we fix this instead? Oh, yeah, exactly. For the next one. Because exactly. They're just trying to do their jobs, honestly. Like, they're trying to figure out where did we fuck up that we can make it better, which they did fuck up. You know, like, we should have been stopped. We, you shouldn't be able to pick up a ladder and walk past all these <laughs> cops and people. But that's the thing, though. Like, you can easily just get away with going into places if they think that you belong. Like, if you should carry, pick up a ladder anywhere, literally. Yeah, you know, I saw this video um, from Yes Theory where it was like sneaking into an Oscars party. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. But you saw it. Yeah. And it was literally the whole trick is looking like you belong. Because if you look like you belong, usually there's there'll be gate gatekeepers. But a lot of the time, these gatekeepers are not always trained to gatekeep. They're just hired for the day, you know? Exactly, yeah. And if you look like you belong, you got a good chance of getting in there. And that is crazy just because you also have to have the balls for it. And you guys did. And it's just like unreal. Because I probably can still remember, can still see you telling this story like, no, 50 years from now. Not, I was going to say 100. <laughs> Let's I hope mean, we live that long. I mean, who knows? Like with new technology, they say we're going to live to be 100. 
I hope but so. Who knows? Um, and that could be that's just a crazy story because you can't recreate it. Exactly. It's I like mean, out of a movie. Basically, yeah. You know, I tried to like you know keep keep doing stuff like that because I was like, all right, this got me a bunch of buzz, and it's also people like, yo, what's the next thing? What are you doing <laughs> next? Like, people were beating my teams like. Yo, bro, like next event let you speak into, like let me let me know. Or like when they just want to see it, a lot of people. And so like I kind of did, you know, make it almost like a series. You know, I snuck into multiple places and made videos about it. But like do you it, ever sneak into like a haunted place, for example? Uh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's uh this prison in Sugarland, a an abandoned oh, prison yeah. that was on um it was on like ghost adventures or something like that. But honestly, like I really don't know how much i believe in that kind of stuff so it's like i mean i wasn't there to sneak in. i was like oh this is like a haunted place like we're sneaking in it was just more like oh this is a cool band building we're going into let's get in there exactly yeah didn't you go to like era 51 oh, yeah. that was i wanted to tell you guys, yeah that was inspired me to be honest yeah well, did, did you watch that one or like watch the end of it i watched it and then my friends and i went to area 51 like a week later after that yeah so and we slept outside of oh you did i feel like i remember you doing that i saw you post something about that i need to yeah no i do remember that now that i think about it dude how, our videos on those on those sorry our views on those videos insane it was like oh really it was like four million views on our area 51 yeah no, i remember i think i did watch it it was crazy because we were just like let's go to area 51 we were in la at this time and we drove over to Las Vegas. We spent a day in Vegas. And then we went to Air 51. It was like the hype. You know, this is like, like literally a year ago. Yeah, because that, that's, that's, that? that's when everyone was talking about Storm Area 51. Yeah. So. And this is in 2019, October. Yeah. Like the end of October, right? Or the beginning? It was, yeah, I just remember like about a month ago, I saw it on like my one year go today thing. So it, it was, was October. Like, it was like, end of October. No, no, no. It, it, was, it was end of November. It was November. Oh, end of November. Wait, I think it was actually November 13th, if I remember correctly. Ah, yes, you're right. That is correct. Yep. I remember now. It was like it was like the second week of November. Exactly. Right. Wow. And yeah, I was kind of inspired because we went like the week after they stormed it. Yeah. Is that, it, that's kind of what inspired it because it was like all the hype around it. Y'all were trying to make a video about it during that time, Dude, right? I think Mr. B's made a video about it and all these other people made a video about yeah. it. And they were all like, it was the hype of the Area 51. Exactly. Dude, it was crazy. Well, yeah, no, how was it? That's what I was going to ask you. Like, was it, did you actually experience anything that was actually crazy or was it more of just like, oh, it's crazy we're doing this, but you didn't actually, you know, experience anything too out of the ordinary? Yeah, so... In our video, we kind of show like the town around. And our videos for like Spanish, it was for Latin America. So like it's even crazier to them because it's like so like in a different world. So we we pulled up to to Area 51 and we, we did our pictures and stuff. And we we're like, damn, like it's not that exciting. Like there's nothing going on. Like there's no one else. There was no one there. Right. Like, even at like the little gate entrance, there was no one there. It was so weird. And... We're like, let's just like sleep here uh, and just see what happens. And we did. We 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 went to go get food at like that nearby restaurant. I don't know if you know you know the one I'm talking about. It was like they sell. The, is it the Alien Inn or something? Yeah, and they sell like hamburgers and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I didn't actually eat there, but I think we stopped by there to like get a drink or something. They have like memorabilia and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like a whole little like gift shop kind of thing they have. Is that the one you? It, it was like a gift shop, but it was also like a restaurant mostly. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was really. Uh, the food was really good, to be honest. But yeah, because there was a couple places around there. I remember one that was like a really crazy gift shop with a ton of like alien merch and stuff. And it might was, have been that one because it was like the one that was like the closest to it that everybody went to. Yeah, like do you remember? I don't know if you remember my video, but this 
part where do you, do you remember seeing it in my video? I did. It was see it's it that way. Video, that, it's like it's like a giant alien statue thing in front of it. It's like this. It looks like something you'd see on like a farm. The way that's designed the building. It's like a giant metal like warehouse I, looking thing. That's the one that we went to. That was the closest to it. I think I, I know the one you're talking about. That was. That one was before the other one that we went to. Because the one uh, we went it? to was after the sign that says welcome to um, whatever. It was like a sign that had stickers on it. Yeah, no, I think mine, the one I went to was right after that. Okay, so it, it's, it, it's, might been, it's, it might have been the same one. It's possible there was just like a different <laughs> part of it and the restaurant wasn't open that day or something. I don't even know. I just don't remember the restaurant there. No, you know what? You're right. There was a statue in front of it. You're yeah, right. it was a giant alien statue thing, right? It was like yes. built into the front of the building. Yes, you're right. And, and when we were there, there was like this guy in an RV that was like an alien catcher. Oh, really? We were, <laughs> yeah. He had, like the, he, had like, he had like the machine of like all like the alien stuff and like like the binoculars and everything inside it oh yeah it was like one of, and then on top of it he had like an antenna or something like that it what was, is he trying to like track down aliens with a little like radar thing or <laughs> i don't know but we were like freaked out we we're like whoa that guy takes it seriously it was it was crazy and well our experience was we slept there the whole night um at night actually like we were recording and they turned off the lights, like, like, or someone turned off lights, or they just went off automatically. Oh, wait, the lights in front of the gate? Yeah. It just turned off completely. Like, it was on for, like, hours. And we, and then we got out to record. It was, like, 11 p.m., 12, 12 p.m., 12 a.m., sorry. And then all of a sudden, gah, blackout completely. It, it, did it happen right when you got out? No. Or it was just, like, kind of random? We were recording, and it happened in the middle of us recording. I feel like there's we're someone. We're getting the thumbnail. I feel like there's someone in there. That I like they can just do whatever they want. They're like, all right, if I want, do I want to give these people lights today? Yeah, let's well, turn it off. They were off for a while, and then we stayed there till like three a.m. or something. Yeah, and they they were back on. They were back on, and then it was like six a.m. The sunrise. Oh my god, the sunrise was unreal. It felt like you were in a different planet. It was beautiful, and the sunrise. We got out the car. It was like it was four of us. We were we were in a suburban, and. Number one, we all had to go to the restrooms, and we were like, "Fuck, we need to fucking use the restroom." But we're we're finishing the video. We're like, "Okay, guys, we're we're done with the video. Like, let's finish off." And as soon as like we're getting in the car, we're like recording towards the gates, and there's these guys that like 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 like, like, like they probably secure the place or not. They storm out in the gate, like literally in their truck. Like oh, oh, they were, like, oh they were driving they drove like super fast from in, from inside to the outside because they oh. didn't want us to record them I guess yeah no I was literally about to bring that up too I saw oh. someone going in from outside and like, we were they literally stormed in like no. it, yo, yeah exactly it's like they went so fast like we barely even saw it they it had to, they had to been going like up eighty miles per hour yeah like way too fast and lately I just we looked up they slam on their brakes so they don't hit the little arm that goes up that's how fast they were going. And it goes up, and they just speed off. I don't know if, what it is if they don't want us to. Yeah, it's and probably, sunglasses. Ours had um, sunglasses on too, and it was literally like six six a.m. in the morning. Yeah, I didn't even see them, but that's true because it's like they don't want to become targeted by anyone that's gonna go after them because they're a part of Area Fifty One, and they don't want to be recognized on video. That's really what it comes down to. That is true. I didn't think of that because people know where they live if they don't live in Area Fifty One. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Then people are gonna be like, wait. 
Where do they live? What do they know? Let's figure out who they are. Yeah, they just don't want to be targeted. That's really, I mean, I've done You're some research so and heard right. people talk about it. Yeah. It's, yeah, because imagine people already are talking about it like we are right now. Imagine people that actually are taking action on that. Oh, yeah. Those, and they'll do it for me. the views. I, mean, I feel like it's not even that. People doing it for the views. It's actually crazy people that like, they're like, like they think that there's like all this inside. I mean, there probably is, but they, they're like, <laughs> so but we're like, there probably is, they're but so, there isn't. They're so passionate about, you know, trying to figure out what's inside Area 51 and whatever. Like they think that the government's like going against us and trying to keep secrets. And yeah, it's pretty like mentally unstable people, if you want to call yeah, it too. Yeah. I, no. I don't want to, I don't want to generalize. But like it's really extreme. Let's be honest. For yeah, those kind of people that would do that. Ex exactly. Like I've never seen an example of anyone, but I just feel like I've heard of people that like, like there's this guy that actually did sneak into Area 51, and he he would go at night, and he traveled like a whole day on foot during the night, and then he'd stop and sleep during the day because then they could see him. He'd like hide under a bush all day while sunlight, and then he'd keep yeah. going. I forgot what happened to him, but did you see about those two guys a year ago that also snuck in and they got arrested? No, I think if it's the one I'm thinking of, they didn't actually go to the actual Area 51. It was like this other like military site near there. And it was like near Area 51. It's like YouTubers, right? Yeah, they it was got, two they, YouTubers. They got arrested. They were, I think they were, they were, they were Spanish from, YouTubers. They were from, I thought they were from like Australia or something. Oh yeah, you're right. They were they were European. Yeah. They were that, European. Yeah, they were some, European They were from YouTubers. somewhere far away. but yeah. And they had come specifically for that. And, and it yeah, was like and, a month before the raid. Yeah, or something and, they, like and they got arrested and all that stuff. No, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, they didn't actually go to Area 51. They, mm. they, they just didn't even know. They didn't even reach. Maybe they did it on purpose, but they didn't even go to the right gate. Not even close. Because they, they, there's two gates that people don't know about. There's like the one where like there's like the sign that says like no trespassing. Yeah. And it's just like an actual gate that like comes up. And then there's the other one that's like, it's like it's like open and there's there's a sign on the side but there's no gate yeah you know what I mean? yeah exactly i know what you're talking about but no it's I, like I, hilly you know, yeah really, exactly yeah. yeah no i went to both gates like most oh. of both the band yeah because I mean, we had plenty of time over there. we were like all right let's check it out let's see what they have around here but no if i remember correctly the guys that did it they didn't even go to air 51 at all it was like another military base near there or something like that but, okay, but they got arrested though. It's yeah, they got. They were going. They had been in jail or some shit. They got arrested. I don't know exactly how long, but I think they ended up. I mean, maybe they had to pay like trespassing fees or something. Mm. Because I don't think they didn't. I don't think they really did anything too crazy from what it seemed like to me. I think they just like kept walking past whatever gate or you know border there was, and they ended up getting seen side by someone and got arrested. So oh, wow. I think they probably got off all right. Like they didn't have any super crazy case or anything. Okay, well, I'll have to look into that one. But anyways, dude, so after doing all these crazy things like with content creation on the internet, the adrenaline you feel from it, did it ever, like, did it impact your work outside of it at all, like with film? Because you obviously are also doing some really cool, like, filmmaking work, like music videos, like shooting, shooting all these artists and shooting all these, like, YouTubers and stuff like that. I've been like just amazed too because again, I see you like from the hometown and, and you kind of like doing it from the hometown. And I was like in LA and I'm like, holy shit, like he's doing it from the hometown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, were you asking if that like interfered with my work? No, doing... did, not even interfered, but if it like inspired anything else in those, in those, in those like content creations, because obviously with, when you get adrenaline from something, you kind of want to like, Put it towards something else like for me i love the adrenaline of youtube but 
I don't know if I could continue it. So I want to now. I want to make films that have that have something crazy like blood or, and stuff like that. That kind of have like an adrenaline aspect to it still. Exactly. You feel me? I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say. Yeah, I mean, for me, pretty much everything I do kind of like inspires other things. It kind of like that, like you know, making cinematic stuff. I don't know. Like I'm just constantly super inspired to make like everything. Like I see, you know, someone do something cool. Or, you know, like I'll get reminded of like an idea I had or look on my idea sheets and I'm like, yeah, I just want to do all of this today. But it's like, I can't like I want to I mean, there's like so much stuff I want to do, but it's like just find the time to do it. Like the only thing is like, you know, I do like a lot of client work and stuff like that's like one of the main um, like the main thing that like prohibits me from doing as much stuff I want to do, like I want to really do. But, you know, I don't I, I love doing like every all the client work and stuff I do. I You know, I, I only take on jobs that. Is something that I actually would enjoy doing. Like I'm not about to go direct like a wedding film personally. Like not that <laughs> there's anything wrong with that. Like you know, I'm sure I could, if I had the right clients, like someone that I actually knew or something, I would, I could see myself enjoying creating something like that. But I don't know. It would have to be like the right situation. Like it would have to be. Yeah, if, if it was someone that really had like a was down to have like a creative vision or like telling some kind of story behind like a wedding film versus just like oh Ooh. here here's us getting married, like get the shots, the different angles of the, you know, the priests and everyone on stage. If it was something, you know, just, I mean, I film stuff like that, but I mean, that's just not something you, I really- Yeah, of course, you're, really, you're walking away from it because it's just not, it's not the vibe, you know, it's not the vibe. And again, nothing against it. It's just not the vibe for you. Exactly, yeah. No, I, oh, I know people that film make stuff- Make a lot of money. Oh, a hundred percent. That's like- I w- like so. I've been tempted to do it sometimes because of how much money it is, but at the end of the day, I know how much work it is. So it's like mm-hmm. a lot of money, but also you got to think about how many hours go into editing all those things. Cause it's going to like the whole, it's an all day event. You're going to have three videographers at least. And just think about how much time you're going to spend in front of your computer, looking through all that footage and editing. Like the, the wedding videographers I know, it'll be like a whole month process of just getting a, wedding video together it's not like a, a quick little client like freelance video gig here and there it's like a whole production like a whole process to actually get that stuff done yeah and just for some insight like i've heard of people that made like ten thousand off just one wedding just, oh yeah just, no exactly just for no, some I, people that don't know it's crazy no i've heard of people that make ten thousand and they're just a photographer they don't even have to edit a video like ten thousand to take pictures for like, one night yeah y'all, for just, one day you just have to you know get get the right clients and also have the work to show for it that's like you know you can put that price tag on your work that people will pay because they know that it's worth it for that quality so absolutely but yeah i mean that's not something that i'm like super passionate about so i think we both sound pretty tempted though yeah (laughs) like it's definitely tempting like if i got the right client who knows maybe i'll end up doing the right client doing a video for like a full-on wedding video someday but as of now no i'd much rather focus on the things that i like to do like you know shooting music videos stuff like that or like you know narrative film kind of stuff that's the stuff that i actually want to do like you travel videos all that kind of stuff yeah it's just a matter of like putting your time where you want it to pay off later on because at the end of the day we have a very limited amount of time in a day in a week in a month in our lives so if you want to make the best of it you got to start working towards it even if it's like every other day and doing the things that you enjoy, of course, but also you level out with things you don't enjoy every now and then. But as you get older, yeah, because you've been doing this for like four years now, five years. Oh. Like 
it depends on what you, what you want to call well, doing having it. But clients, you could say. Yeah, clients. Like to where like you're like, okay, I'm making money off of this. Like this is pretty fucking. Crazy. Yeah, I mean the first client I ever got, I think I was a sophomore in high school. Ooh. So it's been like seven years. No. Six, six years, years, I think. Yeah, yeah I'm so, really bad at math. I'm so yeah, sorry. No, same. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've been making videos for as long as I can remember. Like literally, I was like seven when I got my first camera. Wow, man. It's so crazy to me because every filmmaker that I keep meeting is like, I've been making videos since I was like seven or since I was like nine. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I started making videos when I was like 17, 16. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, though. It's just, for me at the time when I was super young doing it, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be a filmmaker. Like, this is my life. For me, it was just like, I was just like super passionate about it. Like, I was like, I love doing this. Like, I love capturing moments and making it into videos. I and mean, then, you know, looking back on it, obviously, I had no like real talent when I was seven. I mean, like, something that would be worth anything but you know that eventually like hey you grew. never know you haven't seen people's work nowadays where like they'll just pick up a camera and be like i'm a filmmaker i'm a photographer without even looking at youtube video that tells you how to use it in raw mode you especially know, the people that think they're gonna buy a red camera and they made it like dude that's so crazy to me like i always stress like you don't have to have the best camera you don't have to have the best gear it's just all about your talents like i've worked with insane cameras as i'm sure you have but then I've had like a crappy prep or something, pre-production, whatever, or just the idea. And I'm like, damn, did I just spend all that money or all that like favor on this camera? And the project just came out looking like this. Damn, I really need to think about it next time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So much more goes into it than just the camera. Like you have for a proper production, you're going to have a whole team doing lighting, doing everything. But yeah, there's so many people I know that or at least I know of that will just buy a red camera and think they're set and then their videos are absolutely terrible. It's like they don't know how to use it in log or they don't know how to color it. Yeah. Like literally just use your iPhone and try to make video, like try to make some good videos on an iPhone first. And once you kind of like understand it a little bit, then it's maybe start investing in some more expensive stuff. Don't go straight to a red go. Get like a, just a cheap DSLR or something until you work your way up there. Or you can also get the the new iPhone if you don't want to invest into it. Exactly. Like I mean, from what I've seen, I would from what I've used on the new iPhone, like it's actually really good. Like I could use it for a production if I really wanted to. Not something that's like if you had to, if you had to. Right? Yeah, and I still do. Like I have clients that'll they want content for social media, and people are so used to like seeing just like iPhone videos and stuff on like TikTok. They literally want their projects filmed on an iPhone. So that's part of the reason I got the new phone because I was like, yeah, if I'm gonna be filming iPhone videos, I'm going to want the best quality I can possibly get, you know? Of course. So, like, with all the people you work with, you know, artists, YouTubers, content creators, all the clients, whatever, who have been, like, your top five people that you're like, damn, I really like that video I did with them. Because I was looking at, I was looking at, I was looking at your page to do a recap before you <laughs> came, and I was like, holy crap, I did not remember you filming this. Because, <laughs> again, the amount of content we consume nowadays... Can you remember the last picture you liked on Instagram? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you can? Just just because it was like just one picture and I was like trying to record a, a video on my story and it was just like one picture that was like staying on my home. This is the only instance I would ever remember the last picture. But Holy crap. You're the first norm, person that tells but, me that in but, like but, norm, but normally, no, I wouldn't. Oh, wow. That's what I was saying. Like, it's just impossible. I, like, I saw you record like all these like, like all these really like dope YouTube videos that I've watched. 
or 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 edit them or something and i'm like oh my gosh like this is crazy like you've you've been stepping all around and again from the hometown <laughs> pretty it's much. so cool dude yeah i mean the the you're saying the Top, the top five? five yeah top five like, cause i didn't want to say more i didn't want to say less because i'll because i know like it's hard to like put them into like yeah like top three because like, like top, wanna... top five that i'm most that i've enjoyed the most like that i'm that i'm most happy with the outcome of it exactly you okay so you we could say enjoy the most no not enjoy the most because that gives us some bias how about the 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 the, the, piece the, of... the final product like what i was most happy with exactly it's hard to say, but um, and they're also different too. I feel like yeah, because I do like a different lot ones. of different kinds of videos. I'm not just doing only music videos, but I mean, I definitely enjoy like watching the music videos more than I would most. Like you know, if it's like so, your top video. two music videos. So top, you said top three, two or two? three. Probably. You can do three. <laughs> um, and it's also like kind of biased too because it's like. I it's like okay. some. Of, I, I like some of them more because I like the song better. But like, also I like the production one, other ones, you know. But if I had to narrow it down, I'd probably say <laughs> the number one is probably the one uh, Trill Sammy Invisible Top H Town. Um, second one Blake, this rapper from San Antonio. He's Texas. He's, he's getting up there. Um, the video I did for it's called Belly of the Beast. That one mm. was an experience for sure. I got. I think I saw that one. Yeah, you saw that one. Yeah, I think I saw that one. It was, it was, it was recent. It was a few months ago, right? Are you think? Yeah, it was. I never, po I haven't posted that one on my oh, page yet. You haven't posted it. No, okay. it, unless you follow him. But I, no, I, I haven't seen him. No. no. Yeah, yeah, that was like honestly my one of my favorite videos because I liked the song a lot and I really enjoyed the shoot and I enjoyed, um, what's it called? Yeah, like I, I enjoyed the overall outcome of the video, even though and you shot it in San Antonio. Yeah, we went to San Antonio, drove over there twice. He. What's his name? Blake hit me up one day and he was like, he's like, hey, bro, Dane Duncan's in Texas. We got to go shoot with him. I'm like, are you like, really? <laughs> I didn't think it was going to happen. But we pulled up and shot like four scenes with him. And then it was just one shoot for that day. And then we, the actual production was set for like three months out. But we literally just shot it because we're like, we got to get it. It was Duncan the timing, bro. And you were like, ready. Bro. Yeah, no, he hit me up that day. He's like, you want to come to San Antonio and film today? And I'm like, I mean, if Dane Duncan's in the video, sure. Like, that's I'll, gonna make I'll it save worth the it. footage. Wait, what? You'll save the footage for later. Exactly. Yeah. And then the actual shoot came around to like two weeks later, three weeks later, and we actually shot all the other scenes and it was a really dope shoot. It was, you know, it was more like a run gun kind of shoot, but I like those shoots a lot because I feel like I get to be more like in the moment and like creative on the spot versus like having everything super planned out and every mm -hmm. last little detail planned. But um third video. I'm trying to think. There's so many. Probably, probably the one with Dice Soho and Trill Sammy PS4, because yeah. I just really liked the effects on that one. I didn't like the song as much personally. Like it was a good song, but you know, that, that dude, that's a that, power team, bro. Holy crap! What? That's a power team. These Soho and Trill. Yeah, it's no, they're, they're, yeah, no, they're like they blew up together. Yeah, they, they're like a duo almost. It's like yeah. they got to be on every song together. That's so cool. How does it feel working with people from the hometown, even though growing up from different backgrounds? Like, like having them grow up from yeah. different backgrounds. Well, it's, working together and you know, and doing it in in the city. You should you do it in the city, right? Yeah, usually. Yeah, I mean, usually. I mean, sometimes we'll there's some place we want to go, so we'll travel to New York or mm. LA, whatever, for a specific location. But no, I definitely like working out of Houston. But mo yeah, most of the time we'll shoot in Houston or someplace around Texas and just drive there. Yeah. That's usually how it goes. But yeah, no, it's really cool working with other people from Houston that kind of like 
mm-hmm. got their start here because it's kind of, you get to you get to hear other people's perspectives and like how how, how they got how, there. how it was for them exactly because yeah. there's there's so many ways to like make it to that point but especially hearing someone else's story from Houston I think that's really cool yeah to me it's all it's just so amazing like the collaborative aspect of it because I feel like you forget nowadays especially with social media that there's people out there who are doing their thing outside of social media and and then maybe they're on their come up but they just haven't posted about it you know they're on their come up they haven't posted about it and they're in your city they're maybe they, a block away from you and they really yeah in the in the set, you're saying they haven't posted about it. Yeah, like like just because I haven't posted about it, like it's not because like, it's not happening. Because because for me, like like to come out across filmmakers in in like in like Houston. Yeah, it's it's hard. Houston and just even in LA, to be honest. Like, yeah. Like yeah, you come across like everyone everyone's work works with easily, but there's very few usually. What about the ones who are on the come up? It's so interesting to me because I, I'm always looking to collaborate with people in many different ways like with film or with video or with in front of the camera etc and it's just like how do you find people nowadays through the noise and it's so cool again when you like how do you even come across each other when you look working with artists that are at that scale people like it's that DM? yeah i'm pretty i think like the first time i ever talked to someone like trill sammy i think he everyone's like sending me his tweet was like need a videographer like hit me up and i dm'd him and uh he was like, "Yeah, let's work." But I think we end up actually, mm. we end up actually shooting once. I think Zach started shooting something for him because he he was with um, Giant Dang, so he actually met him in person. <laughs> or he met, I think he met Dice Toho, and then he introduced him to Trill Sammy. Then we all kind of like met each other through that. That is crazy, bro. Because yeah. like that's like, it's it's so crazy because it's like a small world. You know, it's a small world. Exactly. Like people who are doing shit. It's a small world. It yeah. Really is. So you really just got to be doing shit and eventually you'll come across it. Yeah. And one story I have that kind of ties into that is back when I was like barely starting YouTube, back when I was like a junior in high school, I had a, I wasn't by any means like popping on there at all. I didn't have any views. I had a video that had like 20,000 views. And this guy that was a filmmaker, he's like a really good filmmaker. He happened to live literally like two or three streets down from me. He found my video just totally random. It wasn't through like anyone mutual, mutual posting on social media. It was the algorithm. No, I don't think so because YouTube doesn't work. Their algorithm doesn't. He, he was making a. It was a video that I. It was like a short film about suicide. I think I had, uh-huh. and he was also making a short film about that. So he was searching up, watching like all all these videos about that topic, and he ended up finding me. And I was like, holy shit! Like it really is a small world. And he's now that yeah, I work with him a lot now. He's like one of the like a really. Is he still based in Houston? Yeah, yeah, oh, he's, so he's, yeah he's he's still in Houston. We still. I mean, like right lately, it's like died down. Working on him, working with on stuff with him because of COVID and stuff. But I mean, yeah, like I still, in general, work with him a lot. Yeah, dude. Speaking of, can we recall that one time where we did like that random shoot like a year and a half ago? The one, what, and we're what, not we're not gonna say where we went because I don't want to like I don't want to like this like the specific spot or in general. Yeah, you specific don't... spot. Exactly. Oh yeah, of, of course, of course. Not gonna <laughs> never. You know, never. You, you, you know how it goes. I know how it goes, bro. I did this stuff at my in my days and during that same exactly. time. I was down for that. And honestly, nowadays even, I'm not really down for even, it. Even if, we, even if yeah, even if we did say what it was, that place they changed the name of it, so people probably have trouble finding it anyway. I mean, they could. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We they really we, did the research. They could, but. If you really know. Sure. But I, I don't think I ever posted pictures from that shoot either. I think I had that. I think it got dark. Remember, it started raining and it got dark. I think I had, we got video from it. 
Yeah, no, yeah. I remember you posted a YouTube video of it. Oh my I, god! I, I remember being in the You're video. So and people, right. people saying it to me, and they're like, "Found you in the Gilbert Sosa vlog." You're so like right. That. Wow, dude, it's just been so long. That was literally two years ago. Yeah. So, like, for some context, we basically went to this building in Houston downtown, and it was just so wild because we jumped. Like, how do we even get up there? Like, it, it was basically there's like a a roof hatch. That's, that's just, what it was. That's just unlocked. Like all these people, all these places, like they'll get mad at you for trespassing and stuff. It's like, just lock your shit up. If you're going <laughs> to, if you really, you know, like the same place I actually got in trouble there. Like, I think I probably told you that story when mm -hmm. uh, it was after Free Press, the music festival, and like everyone stuck under the roof. RIP like, Free Press Summer Fest, yeah, Houston, Texas. You know the story behind that? I don't know the story behind that. What happened? <laughs> About why I shut down. Why did it shut down? Oh, man. <laughs> I moved to LA and my whole world just kind of changed. Basically, the guy that's like the CEO of Pre... So Free Press is like I think a I remember the that CEO. does a, a bunch of stuff. They, they they did Day for Night. You remember Day for Night? Oh, my God. Yeah, that, was, that sounds sick. You, but you never you never seen it, though? I never went, but I... Uh, it was I, a, that, that sounded that, sick. That was like the best music It was like I, a night experience. Yeah, because it was just like a super crazy art, like artistic room with like all these strobe lights. lights and like cool... Like, I don't know. It was just a really cool experience. That was, like, the best festival I've been to. But long story short, um, what's his name? Yeah, so the guy that was the CEO of Free Press, some girl, like, came out with all, all, allegations against him. The whole company shut down. Mm. But I think he was guilty. Like, based What on, kind of allegations were they? Like, sexual assault and stuff mm. like that. Like, I think he... I forgot the whole story. Did the news pick it up? Yeah, that's exactly oh, why I got shut down. Because oh, it was, like, a main extreme story that everyone was hearing about and like he had to like step down as ceo and all this stuff and then and once, it went to shit basically. yeah once that happened once he stepped down or maybe he got fired honestly i don't i mean no because like, the thing is i remember the ceo of the free press was like he was pretty young he was like thriving i remember yeah. like, like i was in high school um because my high school was obsessed i think all of our high schools were obsessed with, with free press yeah though they were i remember that was like the Ooh. biggest thing in high school was everyone's like you going to free press right after, right after summer um some right after the the finals like junior year and senior year oh yeah i remember that was yeah. like the first thing yeah that, those were like literally some of my best memories from those times was like just going to free press and like in Dude, high school it was the first time i like got drunk and high like, literally <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> yeah i don't even think the first time i drank or anything but no, like, my yeah, that was the, that was, was like, the that was the first time I ever went to like a music festival, like a you know legit one. And I remember, yeah, I love that experience because I got to see Zed's Dead, which was like mm. like my favorite, probably still to this day one of my favorite artists. And that was like, mm. I still to this day the the song that I walked into hearing, like something about it. I don't know, it's a really, a really good song. It's still like my favorite song of all time. It makes day. you feel, yeah, because it's like that's the first time I experienced like a real music festival and just hearing it on those speakers and seeing it live it's like just it just hits different and like to this day that's like probably my all-time favorite song but yeah dude so dope i used to be like a raper at that time so i loved edm so free prayer summer's fest was just like another festival on the list for me it was like oh yeah fuck yeah and it was like the festival that i got to go to with like people from like high school and stuff you know exactly but literally senior year i think they decided not to do it because i think we had I think we had the hurricane or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, it just rained out. I mean, I remember the last one I think I went to. I think I, that's the one I snuck into. Mm -hmm. It I Wait, you also snuck into a free press summer fest? Oh my gosh. I've snuck into a couple. 
Or oh pretty my much God. But those wait, no, were easy to sneak wait, no, into. Actually, now, key, now I think about it, every free place I've ever been to, I've snuck into. But those were easy yeah. to sneak into, though. If you, yeah. near, if you got in through the neighborhoods on the side of it, you could sneak in, no? Or how yeah, well, it? well, they changed the location. One, the first year I went, I think they had it. Wait, do they normally have it at NRG? No, or they, they normally have they normally have it the the park by downtown. They had it at Enlor Tinsley, yeah, and then one. they changed it to NRG, and then because it rained out, and then they didn't have it for one year, and then they came back with Day for Night, yeah, which was like in a spring. No, I think Day for Night and Free Press. There was like a they were both going on at the same time. I thought I could have sworn. Oh well, maybe I don't. Recall. I, I I really don't because Day, Day I moved for Night time. was going on for a little bit, but I just I just remember um. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was easy to sneak in no matter what. Pretty much, no, I remember the way we'd usually sneak in is we'd literally just go up to like these random workers working like the porter pot, I don't know, whatever electrical <laughs> stuff that you have going on. And we'd see like the perfect spot to jump. We just went up and asked them, we're like, hey, can we jump right here? Just don't say shit. And they were like, sure, man. I, we, <laughs> didn't, we didn't see anything. And we we're like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Dude. And so literally we would sneak in and out. Like we'd go get food and sneak back in like, hey, we're back. And they'd be like, all right. <laughs> They didn't. They don't care at all. Like they're just random workers there. They're not gonna. They're not gonna care. Dude, those passes were also kind of expensive too. That's why it was like a hundred bucks for like a general admissions. I think. Yeah, it, and it was, was at, like a hundred ninety for like VIP. Yeah, I was and, at least a hundred or something like that. And when you're in high school, that shit's a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and for me, the whole thing like sneaking in, just stuff like that. It's not even about the money. It's not like oh, I can't afford it or like I don't want to pay. Which like, I do feel kind of bad. It's it like, was the rebel in you. It's, yeah, exactly. It's just, for me, it's almost like more fun of an experience when you do that just because it's like an adventure versus like, oh, just going up to the booth and paying. But for me, like the adrenaline rush when you're doing stuff like that, it's just, it's crazy. Dude, either it's that or also you're saying fuck the system, literally. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, like a part of me does feel a little bad because it's like, okay, these are like people that I actually respect, like all the musical artists. But at the end of the day, they're still going to get their paycheck. Only person I'm hurting is like the technically hurting is the venue, like the a venue. Bit. Just been more so from them, more so from posting the video because it it can come across as make them look bad a little bit because like oh like it can repercuss the repercussions of them not being completely close to yeah i call it exactly but if anything you know just exposing the flaws like they should be learning from my videos like i literally like one time i tweeted um some music festival was like yo need me to test y'all security and long story short i think i got a i got like a pass for free to go what because they didn't want you to go and like expose them kind, their flaws kind of yeah but also that was the time around the time when i started actually doing more serious like freelance work mm-hmm. and i had like some nightlife kind of stuff i had on my page to for show oh, and i think so they sick. saw they saw that and they're like yeah like do a video and i was like all right let's do it i'm down and you did the video yeah it was day for night That's, oh it was day for night yeah okay. that was like the first festival i ever shot and uh yeah no, that was like i love that experience so with all this where do you hope it takes you because obviously you're doing like the adrenaline you're doing like the the clients you're working with like all these really cool people from our hometown too and now i mean do you ever think you would move out of houston and like work somewhere else or like what's next you know because you're 22 years old um i feel old right now because i'm a year older but (laughs) (laughs) dude i don't know i just feel old i feel like Like, once you hit 23 it's like yeah that's just like the age where you start to feel like i'm I'm really getting older. Like, I better get my life together now. Kind of like that's. Dude, when I turned 23, 
in July 2020. And I say it like it's a big deal because it was a big deal. July 2020, July 3rd, 2020. It was like a moment where everything sunk in my in my internal. And I said, wow, I am not a kid anymore. Wow, TikTok is so big and I don't understand why. <laughs> I am old because I literally felt like that. I felt like in July, I was like, I don't understand TikTok. Why is it so entertaining? And then I was like, oh. It's because it's not for my generation. I'm like the generation before the generation that is is the head of TikTok right now. Mine was the Instagram video comedy skits from like four years ago, three years ago. <laughs> That's over. Now it's That's TikTok, baby. Yeah, I remember having that conversation with you one time talking about like getting into TikTok and you're like, no, it's not for me. No, was, Wait, when was, when was that? I don't remember. I, I think we were just like texting each other or something like talking oh, about man. it. Oh, on an uh, Instagram. Or yeah, just Instagram DMs talking about uh, TikTok. And I was like, yeah, you should totally get into it. Like it's the algorithm on there is crazy, which it is. Like I still it's think unreal. if you haven't got into it, I, I still feel like you should get into it. Even if you think it's not your, like it, I feel like it is, or like everyone uses it all ages. Like I know people that are like people's moms I know that use it. Dude, it's, we are both talking about it. We both have used it clearly. And yeah. actually, actually, I've been discovering some really insane talent from there too, like filmmakers and stuff. Oh, yeah. There's new age filmmakers that are like three, four years younger than me. And I'm like, that's what they're doing already? What the fuck? Like, how am I supposed to measure up to that when they're doing it with like the minimal equipment? Imagine if you give them the crazy equipment in like a few years. And I'm not trying to compare myself, but I'm like, this is wild how... How, how, where's the world going you know exactly well you know a little backstory to that i actually tried tiktok like two or three weeks ago in early november yeah um this year the horrible year 2020 <laughs> right <laughs> and i tried it for like I, I, I had it like three tiktoks a day three tiktoks a day yeah and like just following trends and stuff like that and i tried like i really did like the first day it was cool because like i did like these two videos and it, I had like I have I already had like a following there because I was doing musically in 2017, so I had like 96,000 people following me. Right. But it was like, it was like stale. I hadn't posted for like a long time though, and uh -huh. like nothing on TikTok. And I posted these two videos, and they were like my comeback videos, and they did well compared to like at that time where like like because I had never posted. And then the next day there was like this challenge going on, this trend, and I did the trend, the video. Cause I, cause the, the trend that I, I did it, but I adapted it to like my YouTube audience from like when I was doing YouTube. Oh yeah, of course. So like if hopefully they would find it on there, right. hopefully the algorithm would feed it to them <laughs> right? because you they know. were already following me a good amount of them on that account. Uh -huh. And next thing you know, literally the next day I had my first viral video there. Oh really? So you actually had a video that blew up on there. Dude, I had a video that blew up and I was like, what the fuck? Are you serious, well, dude? Wait, which one was it? I haven't posted it on Instagram because it's a video that I would only leave on TikTok because it's just not good quality enough. But what is it? Is it like a cinematic kind of thing? Or no, is it like a comedy? It was thing a comedy. Or? You know, oh, there yeah, was there was this course. challenge where like people were like putting that song, um, I'm so lonely, like the song by Justin Bieber. Yeah, yeah. And then they yeah. would put like pe like people coming up to them and they would be like hey, like, can I take a picture with you? And then they would be, and the person would be like, yeah, let's take a picture. And then like, they would put the text on screen and then they'd be like, can you do, can you do like this thing from your videos? And they would do it. And then at the end, the person would walk off. It would like, it was like imagination, all of it. And the person would walk off 
And then you would basically see it be like, why didn't they ask me to do this instead? Or something like that. So like your audience is like an insider. Yeah. Your audience would understand it. Mine was like, hey, can I take a picture with you to the song in the background? And then this is all text on screen. And then the person said, oh, what's your name? And then the story with that was because I was in a friend group. So like we were like a group of YouTubers oh, yeah. in, the, under, in, the, in the house. I wasn't the most popular one. I was like the fourth most popular one. Oh, right. So like people were like usually like it's 2020 now. This was in 2017. So a lot of other creators that like come since then. People will usually be like, like the people who weren't like really fans, they kind of just saw the videos. Cause you know, there's videos that you just kind of see. You're yeah. not really a fan. Exactly. And so like they would not know my name because like it's happened before. And then I was, and then, and then at the end, they would, and then I would be like, my name's, it's Gilbert. Remember? And they're like, oh, yeah. And then at the end, I'd be like, I'd be, I'd do like the sad face. It's like, it's like all my fans were felt so, felt really bad. And then the video was fed to the algorithm in TikTok. Because it was based on the YouTube channel where these RG channel had like six million subscribers, so it had some pool. Yeah, so people like in the house, they were like, or people that watched those videos, they were seeing the video, right? Yeah, people that watched that TikTok, it, it, it all it started blowing up people's for you page, and then all of a sudden, all these comments and like people were like, "Oh my god, my childhood! Oh my god, nostalgic! Oh my god, I'm so sad because it's been years since I've seen you." Oh really? And I'm like, "Oh my god, I feel like a child star." I guess. Yeah, it's kind of like just bringing back <laughs> the your, memories, your, your old thing that you were a star for, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it happens to you, like with the with the videos from like the old days. People are like, "Damn, yeah, why I don't you do more?" Is no, that, no, yeah, no, I still get. I mean, it's not even. Yeah, no, people said, they're like, yo, why don't you do more sneaking videos? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm just kind of past that. Like, I don't want to be doing the same videos. Yeah, busy. And it's like, I don't know. I don't want to be doing that forever. And, yeah, because uh, you're like, I'm 22 now. That was like, I can put that as an excuse in my 20s. My, it's all in my teenage years. If I do that in my 20s now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm still like kind of known as that. So it's like, I'll be in random situations. It's been like four years since that almost. And uh I'll get like introduced to people for like like a new like job thing I'm filming, and people will be like, "This yeah, this is the guy that snuck into the Super Bowl." I'm like, "Yeah, like, hi, I'm gonna shoot your very serious that, video." Ex exactly, it's like almost kind of annoying when people at this point that's like people still refer to me as that. I'm like, I do other things too. No, you are Andrew Pro TV. That's what we have you on here for, right? And it, it's just dude, like that is a story, like people know about even if like they don't know your name all the time right. they've seen you on twitter bro they've seen you on twitter like i'm pretty sure you owned up to it already but now you're like all right let's make sure that next video is a film or a music video exactly yeah what would be like the biggest artist you want to work with right the, now the oh, sorry, sorry. artist oh, that man. i'm like that i love right now that i'm trying to work with what would be like the biggest artist you want to work with right now like an artist that I actually enjoy that I would want to work with. Is yeah, like saying? right now, December 2020. I'm trying to think about this. And I don't want to just say like the biggest name because it's like, oh, like, oh yeah, you're going to get the most recognition off of that. I'm trying to think of who I'm actually. Who you fuck with. You're, really like, you're like, damn, these people are like on the come up or yeah, these people are like doing shit. You know, like for me, it would be someone like if you heard of Bad Bunny, that would be like, this guy's like changing the game with the spanish shit i'm like it would be a dream to work with someone like him in the music world in the music world yeah like in the music video you know? exactly i remember i used to say juice world <laughs> yeah he's not around anymore dude but that's so crazy r.i.p right. i remember i went I actually went to his houston concert i think you were there i was at the, i was at this in the spire one you were at spire 
Yeah, we were both there. I think I saw Wait. your stories, or did I never knew? No, I think, yeah, we did talk about this later. You, like, saw me post the video I was like, it, what the fuck, bro? Like, I was like, there, too. Yeah, and I was like, wait, what? How did yeah. I think you were in, like, the front row or something, right? Dude, I was right in the front raging, because, like, I never knew how big of a fan I was until, like, I was there in person, and I saw him, like, live. And I was like, oh, my God. I literally listened to this man's music for the last year of my life. Yeah. Nonstop. Without really knowing that I actually fuck with it so much until I was there live, I was like, I know all the words. What the fuck? Yeah. And it was honestly. so amazing because it was so like random that I even just went to that concert that night. And yeah, I was like right in the front, literally right. like right in the front. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. His that his shows were crazy, but I mean it's always short with stuff like that. Yeah. But um what I was now I'm now I thought about it for a second. I would probably say flume. If I had to choose, Flume. you know Flume, right? Of course, dude. Yeah. The, dude, I remember Flume from my EDM days. Yeah, no, yeah. he's like one of my favorite artists of all times. And like, oh, man. The fact, and I've never really worked with an EDM artist that I actually really enjoy. And his seeing his other videos, I can tell that he's really into like creatively, like visually interesting stuff. Like he's down to, he wants to make cool visuals for yeah. his songs and stuff. So if I had to choose one person, it'd probably be him because I've, yeah, I'd love to work with him. So music videos, I guess for now, would be the next move as to with your career, you could say. Yeah. I mean, that's already kind of where it's at, you know. Like I love that. 90% of the work I'm doing is music videos. But um, yeah, I mean, I just want to take what I'm doing now and kind of take it to the next level. Like keep, because it's all about finding, you know, clients and artists that, first of all, that you actually enjoy, that you actually see potential in. And also... That want to grow together, right? Yeah. And, but not even just that, but it's like, the ones that have the budget, not that it's about mm. totally about, you know, I'm just doing it for the check, but it's like so much limitations when you work with people that are trying to get like a cheap video that they don't have a budget. Like they had, you know, the record labels and putting like a ton of money into their songs, into their music videos. So it's like, it's hard to make something that I'm, I would feel super proud of unless I like, unless I sacrifice, you know, not making any money at all. And Which like, you can't do that because you need exactly, to make a livelihood. Exactly. Because I mean, you know, I'd have to, if I want to make it as good as possible, I'd have to, you know, be paying the budget towards like, uh, like the lighting and all that kind of stuff, the production side of stuff. But even then, like you want it to be like a bigger video because with a bigger budget, because even if you do sacrifice like a sort of payment, it's still probably depending on how much the budget is too, like of how much of an impact they would have on the actual video. You feel? Right. That is wild. Yeah. But I always say, like, it's not the artist's fault at the end of the day. It's if they work with a label or not. It's their team, you know? Yeah. And if you work with independent never, artists, you know? Yeah, I never want to blame the artist. Be like, yeah, get get your bag up. Like, <laughs> start paying. Pull it out somewhere. Exactly, yeah. Because most of the time it's the record label and they they set their artists at, like, a specific budget. And they kind of know what they can. They know that there's videographers they can get that aren't going to be super good. But it'll be good enough for a certain amount of budgets. And a lot of times like the budgets they provide are like, you know, not enough to get the kind of production value I want to do, but you know, it's still something that I'll do. Like it's a quick little run and gun video here and there. Like I don't mind doing it. It's a lot of fun doing stuff like that, but yeah, there could just be like, it doesn't, the videos don't reach their full potential. And what genre do you want to put like your music videos in? Cause nowadays they're getting trippy and they're getting, they're becoming genres. Like some Wait. people are making like futuristic videos. Some people are making like, like like narrative driven videos you know like all the justin bieber ones recently and 2000 like this past november were all like very narrative driven and then there's like 
You think, wait, like, they're actually like narrative like, videos? Like, like where they have stories in the music videos, you know? Or, or Yeah, but like, which ones are you thinking of? Because I feel like that's been a thing for a while, but it, you think it's getting bigger now? I think it's bigger now. Like, you see Lil Nas doing something with all, like, 3D. Oh, like the, for the... Like, futuristic videos, you know? Yeah, like, I've seen that. But is it really a story, though? I, I, no, I no, no, I'm saying, like, those don't have a story, but there's others that oh, have yeah, a story. Oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, like, I, I, I just know, like, Drake... Some of his videos Ooh. are like literally like short films. I I love like I'm the one the, with Meek Mill. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, the wait the Meek Mill the um, song that it's like Meek Mill's biggest song. I forget what which one it was. I literally used that song for an edit. Dude, it's been it's been like it's been like five months now, and we don't even remember how sad is that. It's the one with the wait, trash can where they're trash men, right? Okay, I think we're thinking of two different things. Really? Are we? Okay, yeah. The, well, I, the, all I know is that like in general, like a lot of Drake's <laughs> older music videos, or maybe he has some new ones. I I don't keep up with him too much, but. He, his videos are will be like a short film and it'll literally go from like dialogue scenes and stuff to an actual scene, like a music video. And it'll like cut out of the song, go to like a dialogue scene or whatever with actual ambient audio. And then it'll go back to the song. Like I really, I really, I love music, like videos like that. Did you like God's Plan? God's Plan. Um, Stuck in my head, bro. Till this like, day. do I like the music video? Yeah, the music video, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the music video was pretty it was good. It's like documentary kind of vibe to it. Yeah, it was definitely different. It wasn't like the most standout thing. I mean, it was definitely standout, but it wasn't like super memorable in my opinion. I feel like... What? No way. I literally like am obsessed with that video what? still till this day. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's, it one, of those, so it's, it's one of those videos I just watched once. But I mean... Like I'm not the biggest Drake fan in the first place, so that's why. Okay. Yeah, if I was more of a Drake fan, I'd probably appreciate it a little bit more. But the fact that I'm just like, you know, if he has a big song or music video, I'll watch it. But I'm not like diehard. Of course, you're not like you're not like the Travis Scott fans who are like obsessed with Travis Scott. Oh yeah, no, there's people that are just go crazy over some of these artists like that. I have some friends who are obsessed with Travis Scott that are from Houston too. Are you like? Astro World, like fanatic or like any of that. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a fanatic. Like, I definitely, I like his music. I respect him a lot as a person. Like, I've shot. Of course, I do too. <laughs> yeah, I've I've shot Astro World and like some like one of his block party in Houston. So I've done mm. like some work with his team before, but I've never. No, I mean before that, I wasn't like oh, I would need to do this. It kind of just like happened. Like I met. How the did right that person. even come about? Because like that's a pretty big thing. Like, yeah, no, even, like, yeah. The first, yeah. Did you talk to him? Did you get to like say hi or something? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, the time I actually talked to him a little bit was at a club, so it was kind of like loud. It's like really hard to have a conversation <laughs> with someone, but you know, I I actually like I dabbed him up and met him, but it wasn't like a real conversation. Still, before. you know how many yeah, people but, dream of doing that? I know, no, really, <laughs> millions of people. But yeah, like that first time I actually shot one of his that event in Houston, the Cactus Jack block party. That was like, I was like mind blown. I was like, wait, what? Like, it's, I didn't believe it when it, when I got a post for that because it was this other photographer I know, Angie. She. Mm-hmm. This guy found her. One of the the guy that runs the marketing team behind, um, I think, the shoes, the Nike shoes. Mm-hmm. It was like the marketing company behind that because Tra- Travis had a collab with Nike, mm-hmm. and they were doing this big like release party, this big block party for the. He shoes. loves to do those black parties. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember them calling me and having like a meeting about it. And they didn't even mention that it was Nike Artists. or Travis Scott. They just said, "Yeah, an event." Like they're like, you're booked for this day. We need two videographers, two minute edit. They listed all the specifics. They're like, oh, it's, I think they said a shoe release, but it was like super vague, like the way they talked about it. Like, I feel like it, it, there was like some NDAs going on to where they couldn't talk about it or something. 
because they didn't want it going on, get getting out that there's like a new Kevin Scott shoot. So I remember like I had this thing booked in my calendar for months. Like, yeah, I have a, sh- I have a shoe. Wait, you had it in your calendar for months? Because, yeah, they reached out to me like two months ahead of time. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly. And then it actually came down to it. And like a few days before, I come to find out, I'm like, wait, like Travis Scott is g- going to be there and like he's i'm gonna like he's gonna i'm like wait there i'm like wait this is i'm shooting in a video for travis scott's shoes like what what is happening right now he's having a block party with people like in the public exactly and and that that block party was pretty crazy too because i remember i saw the videos bro yeah and i feel like you you can't even tell really how crazy it was from those videos because it's hard to really especially with everything that went on basically he was going to perform on the basketball court in front of the Toyota center and I think the there was a capacity limit of 2,000 people, but something like 5,000 people showed up. So all those people were outside the fences. It was all fenced off. They broke down the fence and rushed it. And so legally, they had to shut it down. They had to shut it down. The fire department coming in clutch right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. So not in a good way. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was pretty pissed. I was low-key disappointed. I was like, man, like now this video is gonna fall apart. Like, what am I gonna do? Because you're was, like, there's no performance. That was supposed to be the main part of the video was him performing and. Now I couldn't even do that. So I was kind of like scrambling together, trying to like get some last minute clips. Like after that, you know, I got to go like over to his trailer and uh, get some more there. Just just random shots. But it wasn't really anything crazy. It was just kind of like just candid B-roll shots. Um, But yeah, they literally had to shut the event down and everyone had to like go back in the trailers and stuff. And the police came in, like got everyone to like... Damn, they man. really ruined it. Like I'm all for you know, like if finessing your way into doing it, but when it's like into of going and stuff are. like that, <laughs> but when it gets to the point that you're doing it and you're gonna shut down the whole event and everyone sneaks in, like everyone rushes the gate, that's I'm, they, I'm sure they didn't know that was gonna happen, but you know what happens. They didn't know, but trust me, like they were like, we'll at least try, and if we try, we don't lose anything. Meanwhile, everyone else lost the whole performance exactly yeah and so i mean when it came to the edit i just pretty much had to use what i had and it still was a good video i liked it but it's just great it looks really cool i saw it oh yeah yeah it's in in your page yeah yeah i I post that website i see it yeah (laughs) yeah exactly i just remember them like showing me a random effect i did on one video and they're like we want stuff like that so i'm like all right pet like just went like crazy with the transitions and effects on that one and that's like after effects for days yeah i still have people hitting me up like how'd you do this one like the the jordan logo transition where like Mm -hmm. zoomed in on the shoe and like came out of his shirt there's people that like make a tutorial on that and i'm like nah (laughs) i'm not a tutorial youtuber but you could have milked that though you just like i could have like people love tutorials and they're timeless yeah exactly but i don't know honestly it's not like again that time thing yeah also it's like in a way knowing certain effects like that because that's like a really like like complicated not, it's yeah it's complicated but not a lot of people even though it's complicated know how to do that specific effect so if i give it out and make a tutorial then it's not going to be as unique to my videos anymore because i remember mm. i put a poll out saying like should i sell transition packs mm. and i was like yeah i could actually make money off of this by doing like selling presets and stuff but then that would i feel like if, then if everyone started buying them and everyone was using that same thing it would make my work lose value and they could have everyone else would have access to the same effect you know not that they know how to like use it use it to the same way that i would but because i feel like everyone has their own creative eye and the way they use stuff like that but yeah no i don't i don't know i feel like it, i wouldn't want to do tutorials and sell presets you know what? i think i'm conflicted on that one i don't think your work would lose value i think it might be less unique 
But I think you would gain a shit ton of credibility more than you already have amongst those people that buy it. And people that don't even know you, that would be so thankful for them. And you would also make a bag from it. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm conflicted on that one, to be honest with <laughs> no, I, you. Yeah. I, no, I can see where you're coming from. I, I kind of agree, but I, can't, I don't know. It's just I'm like split on how, where I stand on it. Because if you don't do it, someone it. else might do it. Yeah. I mean, but look at look at Sam Colder. Look, and remember mm. whenever back in like 2017 when his we started blowing up? And he did like all those like zoom transitions, like all the transitions he did, like everyone looked up to him and everyone started doing hey, the same thing. Hey, 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 I still look up to Sam. No, 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 no of course. I, I love Sam. Like he, he, I look up to him a ton. Like he, but he definitely changed his style up because I feel like people he, were catching on. Yeah. Yeah. I remember him saying like, yeah, everyone was like doing the same thing. I don't want to have like my videos look the same as, you know, like mine. The teal and orange and everybody was like doing the like the the sky stuff exactly and yeah the, literally the, the like, luma phase i think he like pioneered that i'm sure people did that before him but he made he it was the brand. one that he made it yeah popular like he was I, I don't i think he sold presets or transitions I don't, I don't know if he did but i just remember there was a ton of i think he's doing it now now he's selling his thing first yeah, he's time ever the, the master class the master class yeah i think that's the first thing he's done yeah from that but I think what other people did is that they monet they capitalized off his off what he got famous for, like other SFX artists. And then because that they, obviously Sam has the the image, the the vibe, all these things that people were like the the traveling that people were like drawn to. Exactly. But then this and then uh, and then the he had the VFX that were crazy. But that other people that are normal video effects guys could recreate if they know how to use After Effects. Yeah. Know? And then those those guys did is they basically started making tutorials on his effects. And obviously people started looking for them and they started copying. Yeah. Them. So honestly, like the people that just copied the effects that made the tutorials, they were the ones that really cashed in on those effects. Mm -hmm. He never really made presets. He should have because... You know, a lot of his like the zoom. I mean, his the, brand is huge. I mean, he made he probably made it elsewhere. You know, at the yeah, no, day. for sure, he definitely made money elsewhere. But like, like I'm a fan. Like I, I, I love Sam stuff. You know. Oh yeah, 100%. he's a different type of filmmaker. So it's like the fact that like you're able to appreciate another type of filmmaker because you know the amount of work, especially for that traveling stuff, like you do too. Like, it's it's a very like demanding, like yeah, you're filming on the run and you're the one man team. But shit, those one on the run things, people don't understand how you only have one chance sometimes. Oh, exactly. Yeah. There's so many times where it's like we're out on a shoot in whatever country you're out in Miami or something, some location we have rented. And I'm like literally spending every second trying to get every shot I possibly can because I know like I could never be in a, this might be the last time I ever have a situation like this again. Like this shoot I was at in Miami recently, like we had a bunch of like Lamborghinis parked in the backyard this guy's car at this guy's yard i'm like when am i like who knows this might be the last chance i ever get to capture something like this in my life <laughs> exactly <laughs> unless yeah. i do it obviously. yeah so i literally like woke up at sunrise the next morning to like shoot it and like all these other models and people they didn't wake up of course but you know i still got shots but i and i got shots the day before that anyways with them so it doesn't you know i still got the shot that i wanted but yeah it's just you never know when the last chance you're gonna have is to shoot something. So might as well make every minute of the moments you're in. It's opportunity, man. It's opportunity, and the opportunity says, "Bro, make those 
fx bro those transitions exactly i mean sorry i'm just i'm just i'm just harassing you with that i'm like hey who knows yeah also also another thing was like it would have definitely been a process to like make it into a preset Mm -hmm. because there's like hours of work yeah there's so much yeah it would be a lot of work to actually make that it's like i really don't know how good the payoff would be because that kind of affects kind of like a niche thing that would be used for like music videos and stuff so i could see it being successful but it's like so much that would go into it like marketing it or like just letting it like blow up on its own to like actually make it worth my time that i just ended up not doing it you know so i have a question so you were doing all these crazy things you know how does your family come about it like how do they feel with everything did you plan on going to college did he go to college (laughs) yeah i dropped out oh you dropped out yeah i mean where where did you go uh oh uh what's up cougars yeah i mean yeah, they were definitely like really pressuring me into go to college. For in their eyes, there was really like no other way because they're used to the way that like they grew up. They went to college. Everyone that goes to college gets a degree, then gets a job, and they're not used to, you know, how it is now. But you making really, a name, you really don't need college, honestly. Like honestly, with when it comes to creative stuff, I'm like anti-college. Like if you make videos or you're an artist of some kind, don't go to college. Like you're wasting your money unless you're going to like the top of the top school in like the country maybe like for the connections who knows it could be worth it but it, or for, if you're going for the experience which yeah is, honestly some people value the experience a lot and they're like yeah i really want to be like a musician but i really want the experience right now and they'll go for the experience but then they'll realize after they graduate how they actually don't give a fuck about the experience and how they wish they could have used their youth to do that musician thing they wanted to do or that artist thing they wanted to do. And they're like, damn, and I also spent how much money and now I have to pay what? I have to pay rent and this and that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. For me, it was just like, I remember going to college and yeah, also part of the reason I kind of agreed to go was just for the experience. I was like, yeah, you know what? I kind of want to just experience what this is like. The and social it, part, I guess. Yeah it, was, yeah, it definitely was a cool experience. Like I don't regret going at all, but at the same time, it's like, what could I have accomplished with that time if I didn't go? And like, it got to a point I was like, choose to go to class or go to this like crazy opportunity that I may never get again. And I was just, it got to the point where I was like constantly just doing back-to-back opportunities that I'm like, I cannot miss this. Like this is, this is more important in my career than going to class. And I would just, I skipped so much class, honestly. (laughs) For how long did you, did you last until you like dropped out? Pretty pretty much three years. Like I wasn't going like. Why? Wait, 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 wait. You know, well, I was the thing was I wasn't going full time. Like I was kind of like trying to balance it with doing freelance stuff. Okay. And going to college, so I wasn't going. I wasn't taking classes full time. But mm-hmm. you know, once so I still had a lot to go. Like so you're was, like a sophomore. Yeah, technically, like hours wise, I was a sophomore. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I just got to the point where I just knew that it wasn't the right choice for me anymore. And I just stopped going. That's crazy. And and I imagine it was a very hard adjusting moment for the family. Or were they okay with it once they saw how much you were doing? Yeah, it was definitely like kind of hard for them to adjust to it, I feel like. But um, I, they understood. I, and really, probably still till this day since you're saying it. Yeah, no, exactly. Like they're Still, like if I were to go back, to, like my parents would love it. Like just go back to college and just like go on with a normal life. But I just know from experience and from everyone I've talked to that's in the industry, like it's not the route to go, especially going to UH. Like UH isn't like a crazy film school. There's really, I was going to like some crazy film. Be careful place. there because I do know some film people that have come out of U of H and they are pretty fucking talented. Well, yeah, but, but again, I, I, I it's I, I, a I, very one in a 
10,000 people situation. I don't know if they really. What about the money? I, I don't know if they really learned that. They probably. Oh, no. Like, it's from weight. Like, every. I remember we spent like a whole semester, this professor trying to teach us how to use a tripod. And I'm like, oh bro, what? God. Like, I learned that when I was seven. Like, uh -huh. can we move on to something else? Then it was like teaching like all this outdated stuff. Like, you remember the, those like red, green, and white cords for like the old TVs? Like, for some reason, we had to know the names of those. I'm like, this, is this, are we in the 90s? Like, this what? stuff. That's really crazy. But just stuff along the lines of that, like, there's different, like, old stuff. I mean, I get it. You got to know about films, like, know the principle of, like, where films start in a way. on what type of films you want to make, well, Yeah, exactly. But I, I feel like it never hurts to know about that kind of stuff a little bit, at it, least. It doesn't hurt, but you could also be doing something to where, like, it's going to be specifically geared into the career that you're actually going into to where it'll pay off three months later. It, exactly. Two months later. Literally, when I say pay off... I mean, actually getting a bag from it. And I'm still me because I was very pro college my whole life. But then I realized fresh when I, right before I went, oops, oh man, I'm sorry if you're hearing the movement of the mic. It is my fault. If you're not, well, ignore this. Anyways, I didn't want when I, when I finally had, it was like a week out from orientation, I decided not to go. And I had a full ride too. I had oh, really? a full ride. Yeah. It you was huge. not Austin. to go at all. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, actually, I took a gap year. Oh, yeah. And I was really scared because I was like, there's no way out of m my life except college. Yeah. And dude, I'm 23 now. Um, I'm still getting through, you know, it's, it's an, ever, an ever going journey. But the thing about entertainment that people don't understand is how things can literally change overnight. Exactly. Yeah. It's unreal. You get that call tomorrow. Hey, this artist wants to shoot this. Okay, are you available? Can you get the team together? The thing is, you have to be ready with the team. You have to be ready with gear. You have to be ready with the concepts. You have to be ready always, you know, feeding that creative mindset every single day. Because when those opportunities come, you can't be getting ready. You have to be ready. I know there's this one director. His name is David Wept. He just shot all his six nines music videos. Like, literally, like, all the ones that he shot in his house when he was on oh, house that, that was, a few months ago. Yeah. David Webb is literally like 23, 24 years old. Like oh, he's really? an artist. He's super yeah. young. So Dude, he's, he's young. He's a director or producer? He's a director oh, and producer. Really? He has this production company right now. Um, I think it's called Blank Square or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Please look it up. I think it's called that. I'm, I, I See, the fact that I remember it, it's like I want to make that sure. That name does sound familiar because I feel like every time I see a good music video, I, like, I always kind of like look into the production team behind it and see look at their other videos. To see yeah. what they're doing. And and David is like, David is just like, like his obviously his work is amazing. It it just it just blows my mind like how like someone literally from a few months to others is able is able to literally change their life completely because now he's literally been shooting music videos nonstop. Crazy, literally crazy. And it, it blows my mind. Oh, sorry, it's called Atlas Productions. So, yeah, so for anyone mistaken, I don't even know what the other production company was, but it obviously was a very memorable name. Right? <laughs> uh, I'm going to make sure to look it up before I put this out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Anyways, yeah, dude. And he, he literally been music, shooting music videos nonstop since then. And it's just about having like a good producer, good camera guy, the gear and being ready because sometimes it's like that overnight thing that college cannot prepare you for college oh, cannot yeah. prepare you for that and let's just put it also in numbers think about all the people that go to college and they go for this career right for film and the ones who actually make it 
Of course. And when I say make it, I mean you're sitting on the table as a boss telling your people, instructing them, guiding them on what to do. Not the person who's taking direction and is doing this as like for the like the 20 year in their life you know like you're like you're literally like you're running your own company etc that's when i say make it you know everyone has their definitions of making it that's my definition of making it that's where i want to be i guess i don't know like like with your production company like you want to obviously be at that point where like you have an office space for it and you have a studio for it and all these things where you have staff right and that's what i'm saying making it where like college can train you for that oh yeah exactly and i'm not anti-college again because i think you need to go to college but yeah, for, for, for like, like for, for some, yeah, for some, like if you want to be a doctor, of course, go to college. Like if you really <laughs> want to do that, go to college. But for film and like a lot of other industries, there's really no need to go to college unless it's like, unless you're whoever's hiring you requires the college degree. If it's, if it's not a required college degree, then that means that there's probably a way to do it without it. Dude. And if there's a way to do it without it, I feel like it's honestly better just not to go. Dude, it blows my mind, like literally from the experience that I've gotten in the last four years. And it's not like in my book, it's not crazy experience. It's definitely been some experiences. I've literally gotten jobs, like even with companies as me working for the companies. Right. And before the time that I would even graduate college, like because I would have been graduating college in May 2020. Horrible time to graduate too. Oh, sad. <laughs> oh, my God. RIP COVID, you know, hopefully. <laughs> right. I mean, Sorry. May class of 2020 graduates sorry in every aspect literally so sorry and like all these jobs like the offers that I got in has been like just something I would never imagine if I would have gone to college and in margins in terms of like like pay and what they offered that I'm like if I had gone to college right now I would still be learning about this instead of right now when I'm actually doing it and where the experience that I did the last two or three years, like you have the last three or four years, it has sufficed enough to be able to be qualified for that, you know? So, so yeah, I would say whatever is being invested into that education, don't do it, you know, <laughs> unless you really want to. If you want to spend $40,000 in one year to go to film school, why don't you just spend three months taking master classes on, on YouTube, on Google, whatever the fuck, spend $1,000, and then you spend those other $39,000 on equipment and on just, equipment, you know, stuff that's going to actually like be investing towards your own actual career. And you're going to have a product that six months later, you're going to be able to show people around. You're going to be able to pitch yourself, et cetera. I'm just like, dude, I'm so against like this, like whole, like go study this, go study that. Cause I have so many friends who done it and they regret it yeah. so much. They spent four years of their life over a hundred over two hundred thousand dollars on this when you add up food when you add up housing everything for four years they're like damn like i spent all this money and now i wish i could have spent it on the film that i'm trying to raise money for now i don't think i was a single person i've met that's gone to film school and been like yo like no i've met a few actually i met a few that <laughs> yeah are like, i'm sure you've met more than me because you you've been in la for a few years but i mean like yeah LA. i mean the people the people i know that i want gone to film school i don't think that i've ever met someone that's like oh yeah it was great experience i loved it i mean they, they like it but you know like this for the money again the, the trade-off it's just not a lot exactly yeah there's, there's really not like the main trade-off you get is like if you're going to some super high-end film school 
and they make you feel like you're like a boss already, you know, like, like, but at the same time, they're like, don't be too creative because you need to follow what I'm telling you to do. Yeah. Almost. It it almost (laughs) kind of like boxes people in and I feel like it can discourage people because it's like, they're going to tell you like, all right, this is how you do it. You do it like this and then put a gear on it. Like if you did it like to the way they want you to do it or not. And I feel like there's a lot of people that can, aren't able to figure out things like different ways to do it, like their own creative way. And just because they didn't do it the way that the film director, the film teacher is teaching them, they're going to get a bad grade and think, okay, yeah, this maybe this isn't for me. Like, I'm not doing it right. But really, there's like, like filmmaking is just problem solving, or like editing at least is problem solving. There's like, like you just see my editing timeline, my editing timelines, film, 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 uh, film for precious would not approve. <laughs> like, there's stuff all over the place, but like, I know like the way, I know my own way to do it and I know it's going to work. Just because it's like, but it's not the official way to do it. And it's okay though, because I, I feel like in the next few years, you'll get to a point to where you won't even be editing. You're going to be directing, and that's it. And you'll have an editor, and they'll be worried about that editing time. Exactly. Line. So that's yeah. how it works. That's what I'm saying. You don't even need to learn it. You just right. need to be able to do it. All they care about is that final product, and that's it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I already have people that edit for me for like smaller stuff, but Ooh. for all the main products that I'm like, really, this is like the main thing i'm working on i'm going to edit it but so yeah, your no, passion. That, yeah, definitely, like, that's, yeah. A, that's the one i want yeah I honestly i could i could see myself editing forever but like mm. you know I'm, i would delegate it and then, you know have someone do just someone specialized for visual effects someone specialized for sound design you know i at least want to have control over like the main cut because i feel like i i don't know i really love doing stuff like that i love it man so what's next for you now i mean for this I'm for just, this next six months of life like what do you see yourself going in the next five years Turn 23 in six months, so life is pretty much over. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> your birthday's March, right? Yeah, March. March. Yeah, it's crazy. Maybe not six months, but something like it's that. It's actually <laughs> like four, four months. months. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, wow. your math is really off. I just didn't even think. You said in six months. So I'm just thinking, like, in six months, I'll be 23, you know? Yeah. But, um, I mean, you will be technically, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing now and just keep trying to push to the next level. I'm constantly doing music videos. I'm doing my own productions and I'm, I'm just trying to keep doing what i'm doing and making every video at least the ones that i'm you know passionate about doing and taking them to the next level and you know creating what i love to do i feel like at the end of the day, i'd much rather be you know happy with what i'm doing than selling myself away to some company and hating my life even if i'm doing film i could see myself not yeah of course like we talked about like with wedding stuff like i wouldn't I would never want to like sign myself into like some sort of contract with a company where I have to make like specific videos. And if it's not something I would, if it's something I wouldn't be happy about, I don't want to do it. I just want to keep doing what I'm doing and just see where it takes me, honestly. Yeah. And the fact that you're able to see that right now is amazing because you're so young. I mean, you're literally almost a year younger than me. And I, I'm honestly kind of on the same page. I'm like a little bit in the middle. Because I like the aspect of working with a company and getting it out the way now and getting fucked over now so I don't have to do it later. <laughs> right. But at the same time, I've seen how much time I've spent on that already in the last two years and how unhappy I've been that it was until this year where I saw the difference of like when you're actually in your own groove. And if you really work hard, if you really fucking just send it, you go, it eventually the payoff will come. And the consistency is the most important thing because you can't just put out one really good thing. You have to follow it up. Exactly. So, so I'm I'm excited to see where that goes, man. And 
And what about in five years? Where do you see yourself? Five years. It's a hard question. It's a tough question. It's an annoying question. I mean, honestly, like, I mean, honestly, like, hopefully, just what I'm doing now. I mean, like I said, but like, you know, on a much bigger scale, like, you know, up. I feel like we had this conversation before the podcast a little bit. Oh, so really? I'm almost like trying to forget like what was on the podcast. It's been so long. <laughs> been dude, I, don't, I don't remember, dude. I think but, no, I, we, def- we definitely did talk about it before the podcast. But yeah, no, hopefully what I'm doing now, but you know, like on a much bigger scale and I want to, uh, yeah, just like open up my own like production. You know, I already, I'm already a production company technically, but you know, I have it towards the next level. Kind of like what, like it's a pretty generic example, but like what Colbin is doing now, he opened up his whole lyrical lemonade studio and he has like a whole team behind him now you know like i want to be on that level hopefully in five years but don't um, say hopefully say you're gonna no yeah of course like i mean yeah i i I always knew that i would eventually you know finesse my way into like this the like where i'm at now so and like i'm pretty confident i can keep taking it further so like i don't see why i wouldn't honestly dude i'm excited to see it and well, if you need anything, you already know. We're right, we're right here from the from from the H. Exactly. Well, dude, it's been amazing talking to you. This is literally the longest episode I've done. Oh, I is it really? It. Yeah. Wait, how long has it been? Honestly, I don't know. I think it's been like almost two hours. Has it been almost two hours? Yeah. It's amazing, oh, dude. I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited for you. The, we have some really cool stories in. Yeah, I feel like we barely scratched the surface of like all the stories and stuff I have, honestly. Well, honestly, we can just do another episode. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, 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 no, I'm, I'm just saying because there's like so much stuff to talk about. Like, oh, what would you like to talk about? No, 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 no. I'm not saying I want time. We, we, <laughs> I'm not saying I want to right now because the episode is getting kind of long. You know? Yeah, dude, I mean, we're, we're pretty long. Like, I yeah. feel like, I mean, if there's anything else that I'd want to like leave off on is just, I feel like a lot of people that might be listening to this is people that want to get into doing this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And like the main thing I'd have to say to people like that that are that want to do videography that aren't doing it yet, or maybe anything not, creative, really. Yeah, exactly. Is literally just keep doing it as long as you're in it for the right reason. Because I know there's definitely people that want to do it, and they're just like, oh, like I'm gonna get fame and money. Like if you're doing it for the money, you're you're not in the right industry. Like there's so many people. Of course, there's like a lot of money in the industry, but basically like, you just got to start doing it and stay consistent with it. Don't give up because I know way too many people that I've worked with that want to do videos. Like we'll, we'll hang out with them and start shooting for like a little bit. And then they'll, they'll start to realize how much work it actually is. And that's when they start to start falling off and start like not doing videos and stuff as much. And yeah, like, yeah, I can't even tell you how many people I know that I've, I've like, you know, like known personally that have wanted to do stuff together. And like, you know, I'm if, if I know someone, I'm going to like, I'm down to help them out and try to show them rope, like teach them ropes and have them come along for projects and stuff. But yeah, so many people just give up too early. Because like, think about it, I've been doing this since I was seven. Literally, like, yeah, you, it's, it's not like an overnight process. You got to like actually be passionate about it and be, have it be something you want to do with your life and And you have to like keep consistently thinking about it and working towards it not just i want to do that i want to do that and i'm doing it one by not just like you're doing it for a month and then after that you stop and you expect for that to just have a payoff yeah exactly it's like no you have to keep going even if it's like you have to go through all the lows to even even get to the first high and when you get your first high guess what there'll be another low coming so you know just enjoy it that's it exactly yeah just enjoy the process like it's gonna be a definitely gonna be a ride if you're doing if you're in this industry yeah Yeah, like 
people don't appreciate like the moment they're in as much as they should. Like people are too focused on the end goal. And for me, me, like I'm, yeah. I'm getting better at yeah. it. That's me. No, yeah. me. I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, like every moment of it is like, I love it. Like I'm wake up every day excited to do what I'm about to do most of the time. This is a wedding video of it, you know, <laughs> like you gotta just be happy with what you're doing in the, in the moment and not be a, uh, too caught up in you know what you're eventually going to be doing because when it gets to that point then it's like oh you're just doing it to get that point you're not really enjoying it so you just it's just living in it living in it because there's people that that literally would kill to just be in that position it's literally true like to be able to be creative when like that's like a lost hope already oh yeah exactly lost dream if you want to call it too (laughs) right yeah that's awesome man i'm excited to see where it goes and i love i love the comment of like again if you're doing it for the fame or the money, get ready because the money takes a while to come in, even when you have the fame. Let's just be honest. Oh, Anyways. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's really how it is. You'd be surprised how many people like have two million on Instagram and they're struggling to pay their rent. Like followers don't always equal money. That's something mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people feel fail to realize. It's really not about the followers. It definitely helps. Don't get me wrong. Like if sometimes it helps if, a lot, but sometimes if you have followers. You know, it almost like legitimizes yourself as an artist to an extent, but it's also, I feel like more about who you know and not who's following you. If you have a bunch of really good connections, people that are following you that are actually going to be able to, you know, put you on to good opportunities and yeah, followers help. But I feel like most of the time people with millions of followers just, they're struggling, man. I agree. And whether it's mentally, financially or physically, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. one, of, it's one of those few. But it literally is not an end all soft. It's not an end all like solution. Yeah. Which is something that we keep thinking and we keep like just imagining. Like everybody wants to do TikTok. Everybody wants to do YouTube. Blah blah blah. It's okay. Do it. But just don't do it for that aspect because there's enough people doing it for that aspect. They're adding to the toxicity toxicity of it. And yeah. We, and we just don't need more of that as creators that are also behind the camera. Especially mentally too. I feel like there's so many people I know that are quote-unquote famous they got their millions of followers they're like oppressed as fuck like they don't want to you know they're just i mean it's definitely select people it's like you got to really know them as a person and Mm -hmm. i feel like there's so many people i know they put on this like super happy persona for the camera and then they turn it off and they're just like sad like they're like what's up guys welcome back to the video and they put it down and it's like they're not themselves at all and that's in their videos that's another thing if you're trying to be like a a personality on youtube tiktok or whatever like don't put on like a fake persona just for the camera unless you're like playing a character for like a skit or something but um yeah like people can tell when you're being genuine i feel like most of the time there's like very few youtubers that actually make it to that point that are like you know have a super fake persona all the time because people will eventually see through that maybe it'll work temporarily if you have like a super young audience or something but that that on, audience will you become older that audience time. is gonna grow up and they're gonna start to see right through that and realize mm-hmm. you're not a genuine person like i'm yeah literally when i was like younger i remember watching people and looking at them now i'm like how did i watch that like they're they're so fake yeah you're like damn how did i not catch the clues yeah no I, exactly but i mean it happens and i feel like it's always going to keep happening it's just like if you can keep bringing awareness to it and for anyone who's thinking about it it's literally like something that I keep stressing because I'm working on it myself. It's just like be yourself. That's really it. Be yourself, and it's simple, simple, but not done enough. And I yeah. keep saying that. It's just like 
it's not done enough. Just one more person can do it a day. I'm happy. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. It's awesome, man. I'm excited. Andrew Pro TV, y'all. It was a pleasure having you today. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I had a lot of fun. We talked about a lot of really cool stuff. I'm excited to see where yeah, your podcast. I, I, I didn't you. know like that much about you. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I we've, about this. we've shot and like hung out a few times, but never really like had sat down. Yeah, and like sat down and had like a real conversation about like, everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know any of these things. This is so cool. I literally feel like I know you now, like to another extent. Yeah. I don't think you can say the same, honestly, because. We're here for you right now. Yeah, I feel but, like we gotta have like a round two where I interview <laughs> you and Knox, so I can find out more stuff about you. Dude, it's gonna take a few months, but <laughs> I'm figuring it out. But I'm down. Yeah, I'm down, bro. If you made it to this part of the episode, thank you so much. You have no idea how cool that is. And by the way, do you have any comments or a suggestion? Well. Let me know through our new Instagram page at Sosa Podcast. See y'all in the next episode. Peace.